brevets are essentially lattes. Um, they're a combination of espresso and then a milk product, but instead of using um, either whole milk or 2%, which is, those are usually the two options you'll find in cafes, depending on who they are. Um, instead of that, they will use half and half, which is, um, if anyone doesn't know, and I, I realized this actually recently, that you don't see the words half and half much outside of the U.S. Half and huh. half is essentially half uh, cream and half milk. So it is a higher fat percentage and just a thicker, creamier version of like a milk product to put in your latte. Want to learn more about that black magic elixir we call coffee? Look no further. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, brought to you by Humble Coffee. Coffee 101 is your complete knowledge base for all things coffee. Listen to the show, and you'll be able to make phenomenal coffee at home. Know what in the world your barista is talking about at that local coffee shop, and troubleshoot basically any coffee emergency that arises. If you're new to the show, you joined us at the right time. This is just at the beginning of season two, where we are working coffee's journey from shelf to sip. At the very beginning of season two, we are in the coffee shop. And today we are talking to Morgan Eckroth of Onyx Coffee Lab, and who you can follow on Morgan Drinks Coffee on basically any social media you want about common coffee drinks and lingo it was just too much to put into one episode but we wanted everybody to have a really good feel for those traditional things that you see in a coffee shop like a cortado and a latte and a frappe and things like that and so i thought of all the people in the world who better to bring on than Morgan, and she was gracious enough to come on. Katie, what did you think about the first episode? I thought it was great. And in between those episodes, something terrible happened. Oh, what? Of all things, of all things, I spilled coffee. (laughs) 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 Yeah. This is not funny. Yeah, it is. I spilled... I spilled coffee on my laptop. Laptop. Oof. It was a Apple MacBook, and those, um, by the way, and are not cheap. No, that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, they're not cheap, and uh, I should have had a cover on there. You should have. And you know, it wasn't. So here's the thing: it wasn't me being like fumble fingers or anything. The the actual like where you grip the coffee mm-hmm. mug mm-hmm. like the the handle just straight up broke like oh i wasn't doing anything crazy <laughs> like bringing it from where it was sitting you, to my mouth did it just break and spill and you're just like staring at your laptop like well and most of it didn't even follow my laptop most of it fell on me which is bad enough but uh yeah it, did it spark no it didn't no. spark but you know how like uh like in a and this is kind of morbid, but in a human, like the last thing is like either that like last breath or um, that last little like heartbeat. Oh. And then it's like nothing. It's kind of I morbid, right? I always thought it, yeah. But well, like, listen to Oh, sorry. The last thing I saw. Oh. The last light was the caps lock button. It was lit up. 
And then I saw it slowly go out. And that was it. That was it. Long story short, buy a laptop cover. Yeah. Buy a keypad cover. Out there. And buy Apple Care. Yeah. Please. If you have an Apple product. If you have Apple. It's not like like, our Samsung babies, too. It's not like a phone or like an Apple Watch where it's, quote, waterproof. It is not. No. So. Because it's not meant to go in the water. Anyway, so I was a little bummed about that. I'm going to have to get a We're using the, um, the crap using top a arc- right now. <laughs> I'm using an archaic uh, laptop right now. But that's not what the show is about. The show is about common coffee drinks and lingo. Yay. And this is part two of our two-part series with Morgan Eckroth of Onyx Coffee Lab. And Morgan drinks coffee. And, Morgan uh, does drink coffee. She probably, I, well, did you just she say probably she probably does? Well, I was going to say she probably does drink a lot, but then I got I thinking about it. I was like, maybe so. she doesn't. But then maybe she like enjoys her one cup a day and it's like sacred. Mm, I bet she drinks more than a cup a day. But also, I know caffeine affects people differently, but like yeah. she never seems like high energy. Like, not in a bow, she seems just very like chill. And, like, she is pretty chill. Yeah, but I think that's, yeah, I think that's just across the board, just kind yeah. of how she is. I think she just has a chill personality. Yeah, yeah. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it with Morgan Eckroth. All right, we had to bring you back. Morgan, welcome. Hello, I'm glad to be back. And, you know, last time we got through, I'd say, about half of the most common classic coffee shop drinks and we threw some lingo in there we learned a little bit about milk and we are going to just continue straight on and just plow right through it awesome well we got some good ones coming up all right so let's hit it hard with brevet we'll start there Breves are essentially lattes. Um, they're a combination of espresso and then a milk product. But instead of using um, either whole milk or 2%, which is, those are usually the two options you'll find in cafes, depending on who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of that, they will use half and half, which is, um, if anyone doesn't know, and I, I realize this actually recently that you don't see the words half and half much outside of the US. Half and huh. half is essentially half uh, cream and half milk. So it is a higher fat percentage and just a thicker, creamier version um, of like a milk product to put in your latte. Okay. So just out of curiosity, do you know why you don't see it as much? Is it just something that they just don't have as much outside the U.S.? I I wish I knew like a better answer to this. I think it's, again, kind of a regional name thing. I I believe a lot of other countries have essentially what is half and half, but I don't think they call it that. So when I say half and half, people are like, we don't know what that is. Yeah. That makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah. So I guess kind of like we talked about last week, um, long black versus Americano. Mm-hmm. So maybe just exactly. different just different naming in, in different locations. Okay. Yep, well, cool. So sure. basically a creamier uh, texture as far as mm-hmm. a, a drink goes. Okay. Absolutely. So, Usually sweeter too, just because... You usually have like a higher like natural sugar content and something mm. like that too. So it's it's a very tasty, decadent drink. Okay, cool. Um, tell me about flat white. Oh, this is a this is a controversial one. Okay, <laughs> this one this tell one us has the controversy. Again, <laughs> this one is a very regional drink. So flat whites originated in New Zealand and Australia, and they are usually like 
stick sound strengths as well. Um, which if you'll remember from the last episode, when we talked about cappuccinos, that is the same size of a cappuccino. And again, these two drinks are espresso and milk together. Now going back to the cappuccino a little bit, cause we're going to have to reference it here. Yeah. Um, the traditional way to serve a cappuccino in a lot of countries is to put cocoa powder on top of it. Mm. So you have your, your milk foam, your steamed milk, um, your espresso, and then you have just like, like dark chocolate powder on top. Um, the flat white is essentially that, but no cocoa powder on top, which now makes it what we know today as a cappuccino, because in the U.S. specifically, too, you will very, very rarely see cappuccinos with cocoa powder on top. We've kind of yeah. taken that away, even though you see it in other countries. Mm. Um, and so in the U.S., when people order flat whites, it's kind of confusing because we already have that drink created, but we're calling it a cappuccino. But if you go to Australia and order a cappuccino, you will still often get that cocoa powder on top, which is why they have created the flat white to be an option without the cocoa powder. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's like kind of plain Tetris, but we've like taken a drink that used to have something and then taken that thing away, but kept the name. And then other countries still have that cocoa powder. So it's just a, it's, it's very confusing and no one really knows what they're talking about anymore with it just because it's gotten so confuzzled over the years. Okay, so let me ask you this. So if somebody comes into uh, your cafe and mm-hmm. day one, they order a cappuccino and then day two, they order a flat white. And now and we're saying we're here in the U.S. Like, yep. like what do you as a barista, would you change or how would you approach that? I would change nothing, but okay. I would call them out differently. A lot of it is <laughs> okay. a lot of it is about um, serving the person what they want or what they think they want. And you know, with these drinks, kind of like the long black and the americano, and then the the cappuccino and the flat white, they most experienced baristas will understand kind of the history behind them. Um, And it's just kind of one of those scenarios where you meet the customer where they are um, and understand that even though your definition of a drink might be slightly different than theirs is, if you know what they want, then you just make them what they want and, and don't get kind of all, all bent around the the previous definitions. Um, But nowadays in the U S those two drinks are essentially the exact same thing. You know, and I I have heard other uh, baristas basically say, and and this is in talking about hospitality in the coffee shop. You, when somebody Mm -hmm. comes in and let's say it's a caramel macchiato and they have an expectation of what that is, um, from other companies, um, and it might not be the traditional, um, and and so they just try to get a feel for what the customer is actually asking for, and say, okay, yeah. well, we think this is like this is what we would call it. But we think this is kind of close to you know what you're thinking, and they'll even go as far as to say, um, you know, if it's not or you're not happy with it, then just you know bring it back up here, and we'll just switch it out for something else. Absolutely. And I I think that's the way it it should be. I mean, that's the way I approach it always, just because I think one of the one of the interesting things is like, these definitions for these drinks are constantly evolving. You know, Mm. we've seen it over the years with cappuccino, we've seen it with other drinks. And, um, you know, several, several years ago, we saw the word macchiato start to shift into meaning two different things. There's the traditional form of it. And then there's also this kind of like, new form of it, which is like a larger drink that's sweet. Um, And I think it's totally okay that that word and drink has evolved. Um, 
And I think the best option is always to never, to never shame anyone for not yeah. knowing, you know, right. something that they don't know. Um, and if you as the barista understand what that person is asking for, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to make it just because we all know that this, this, this word has two different meanings now. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And, and uh, in what you're saying, it continues to promote good coffee and bringing more people into the fold um, as far as appreciating, you know, what that, that morning cup can bring. Yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Cafe latte or latte, basically. Yes. These are one of the most popular drinks at any at any coffee shop yeah. um, usually even more than like drip coffee um cafe lattes are a wide range of combinations of milk and espresso at a very base level it is usually anywhere from an eight ounce to if you're going to some other cafes like a 24 ounce drink like it really can be as large as you want mm-hmm. um cafe lattes are traditionally if you just order one straight up it's just going to be steamed milk and espresso. However, these are the drinks that you'll see a lot of customization with. Um, and so frequently you'll have the addition of syrups or flavors or any such thing that goes into it, making a, a sweet, tasty drink for you to enjoy. Yeah, it's definitely popular. And a lot of drinks that, as you say, things are transitioning um, in coffee this is kind of the base I feel like for, Mm -hmm. for lots of, lots of stuff that we see. Ever avoid your local specialty coffee shop when that certain barista is working? Because let's be honest, they're kind of intimidating and you feel belittled or even dumb. As an aside, I can guarantee you that that barista is not Morgan Eckroth who we have on the show today. But that other barista uses big words on the menu, which you now know what a lot of them mean, but you get that scowl that's directed rightly at you, or at least you think it is. That's why we created Coffee 101. Humble is just a spin off of a southern colloquialism of humble. Humble Coffee is a top-notch specialty coffee brand that's approachable. We want you to understand all there is to know in the coffee burst. So next time you can strut right into that shop with confidence and you can order things and know how to pronounce them and you'll even know the details from last episode and this episode, how many espresso shots are actually in that specific drink. We would love for you to drink humble coffee, of course, but regardless, we want you on Coffee 101 to understand coffee and know about coffee. We love educating, honestly, on coffee And the way that you can support us is simply just going and ordering great coffee off of HumbleCoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. Regardless, we're happy you're here and we're happy that you're learning about coffee. Now, let's get back to the show with Morgan Eckroth of Onyx Coffee Lab and Morgan Drinks Coffee. Okay, how about mocha? A mocha is pretty simply a latte with chocolate added. So instead of instead of ordering a latte with chocolate sauce, which you could totally do, um, you order a mocha, and that is very simply milk, espresso, and then a chocolate of some type. What are your thoughts? I mean, like, do you like chocolate in like as a combo? I mean, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. If, 
See, see, I think I'm, unless it's a dark roast, um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not as much for the I chocolate. I will say, but, but talk to mochas, me mochas were my my gateway drink into coffee. Actually, okay, um, they were they were the drink that I started with. I think it was like it was like a 16 ounce mocha. That's what I drank for like a year and a half before I explored any other. And this was back in high school before I explored yeah. any other cafe drink. Um, basically, I was like, what is the closest I can get to a hot chocolate <laughs> while yeah. still having a tiny bit of coffee? And I think. Um, for for many folks, especially younger folks, mochas are kind of like the gateway drink because it is something that is familiar with being so closely related to a hot chocolate. But you are getting that that very slow introduction into the flavors of coffee. Yeah, you know, I would say that's that's true. Thinking about it, in that, like for example, I have four kids. Um, they're let's see, right now twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. So three teenagers, yeah. but they all drink some coffee. And uh, I would say most of it is, yeah, that. Like they're looking for that hot chocolate equivalent um, mm-hmm. with a little bit of caffeine in it. And I think yeah. that's fine. I mean, when I started, uh, I was working, doing summer jobs in that were basically like hard labor jobs in, mm-hmm. in high school. And I worked with a lady named Daphne, and she introduced me to coffee. And it was like, I would say not the best coffee, but <laughs> I put a lot of creamer and sugar in it and, oh, yeah. uh, and it worked. Um, and so that's how you kind of get started. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just kind of whittled down, uh, to where I am, uh, now as far as palate, but, uh, mm-hmm. you're right. It's, it's, uh, it, whether it's chocolate or the sugar or the milk or whatever, it's, it, we would say, you and I would say that whatever gets you in the door, you know, we're thumbs up as far as uh, continuing to <laughs> it explore. It makes us coffee. sound so, so like sinister. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a very good uh, beginning into into coffee. Yes, yes, it is. Speaking of sweets, this yes. is one of my favorites: affogato. Oh my gosh, these are so. So delicious. Affogados are a more so like a dessert than they are like a cafe drink. Uh, you will not often find affogados on a cafe's like evergreen, like all year round menu. Usually there'll be like a fun, maybe like summer edition or like a special occasion pop-up thing. Uh, but affogados are usually served with a vanilla ice cream and then it's a double espresso on top of it. So yeah, it, uh, is. it is that, it is that wonderful, wonderful combination of coffee and then like milk and fats and sugars, um, but done in a slightly different form that is really, really fun to eat and like just the tastiest thing ever. Um, and one of the fun thing with avocados is you can really get kind of crazy with the pairings you do with it. So you can use any sort of ice cream, really. I've had um, one of the best avocados I ever had in my life was made using the, I believe it's called the cookie butter, like ice cream that Trader Joe's sells. Okay. There was a cafe that was using that, which is essentially like a Biscoff cookie. So it was like caramely and like gingery and then the espresso on top and so tasty. Wow. So in, in the words of my children, bruh, like yeah. that, that would be <laughs> like so awesome. Um, I can oh, just, absolutely. I can almost taste that kind of buttery, you know, I, man, I think that yep. would be, that would be so good. Um, all right. Cafe Olay. Cafe Olays are, they're, they're kind of in 
similarly to how Americanos are kind of chasing the feeling of uh, drip coffee, Cafe Olay's are kind of chasing that feeling of a latte. So the base of them is going to be drip coffee. Usually it's about either half of your cup is going to be drip coffee, sometimes up to about two thirds of the cup. And then poured over that is going to be steamed milk. So it is the addition of, again, like a fat in there, which creates a creamier mouthfeel um, and it softens the flavor of the coffee, but it's not quite as creamy as a latte, but it's, it's kind of an in-between between the two. Okay. So, okay. So like I would liken it to like on the straight up coffee scale, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, like an AeroPress as far as like if you didn't dilute it. So in, in I guess in my head, I'm thinking uh, drip coffee is, we'll say one to 16, espresso is sure. one to two. And sometimes when I make an AeroPress at home, it's a uh, one to six to one to eight as far as ratio. And so, sure. so all that to say it's in between, we're saying cafe or lay is somewhere, um, I guess more concentrated than just a straight up latte. Would that be fair? Uh, perhaps I think you'll, you'll definitely have a much stronger coffee flavor. Yeah. Than, okay. um, than a latte. It's, it's, a. It depends very much on the type of drip coffee you're usually you're using. Um, I, in my kind of anecdotal experience too, in cafes, um, usually you can get a cafe au lait finished and out the door a lot faster than you can a latte because it's you're not pulling espresso for it. Like it's just a matter of like using your AirPod and getting the amount of coffee you need and then quickly steaming milk. And so it's often a drink that is ordered for efficiency as well. If people are on the go and need something really quickly and really fast and wanting it to be like a latte, but not having the time for a latte. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good, good way to think about it. So one on oneers out there, if you're in a hurry and you want something kind of <laughs> like a latte, then order a cafe au lait. Exactly. Okay. This one, this next one has been growing like gangbusters over, we'll say the oh last gosh. 10 years, yep. cold brew coffee. Cold brew. Yes. So cold brew is very interesting because I think it's one of those um, definitions that is kind of in a phase of evolution as well right now. Um, so cold brew is, there's there's two different forms of cold coffee that we usually think about, especially within cafes. There is um, cold brew and then there's just iced coffee. And while technically they are both iced coffee, the way of preparation is very different. Mm -hmm. Usually when you see iced coffee on a menu, that is kind of what we call flash brew, where it is coffee that has been brewed with hot water um, and then iced afterwards. Um, Then we have cold brew, which is coffee that is brewed with cold or room temperature water. And because of that, the extraction is a lot different. To brew with cool water, um, you need to have it extracting for a lot longer. So it is a brewing process that takes anywhere from like eight to 12, you know, give or take a couple hours, um, depending on your rate, uh, recipe. So very, very long process. And because of that, usually the resulting brew, um, has lower acidity to it. So it's, it's a much smoother brew. Usually people will associate kind of darker flavors with cold brew, whether that be chocolate or something nuttier, Whereas iced coffee, because you're brewing it with hot water, the extraction tends to yield something that is a higher acidity. Um, And so it's very much like a preference of which people prefer. Usually nowadays in cafes, 
you will exclusively see cold brew. It's pretty mm. rare nowadays in specialty coffee cafes uh, to see iced coffee anymore. Part of that is kind of an efficiency thing. It is very easy to make very large batches of cold brew overnight and then have it ready for the next day. Iced coffee usually takes longer um, and it's just a little bit more tricky to handle on a cafe side. So usually it's cold brew. And then also one of the things that's very interesting about cafes and their iced coffees nowadays um, is there's sometimes you sometimes won't be told that you're getting something that you're, or you're getting something else from what you're ordering. So mm. if you walk up to a cafe and order an iced coffee, but they only have cold brew, usually they won't even say anything. It'll just be, that's what you get. And yes, it is an iced coffee, but it is prepared very differently right. from perhaps what you were trying to order. Yeah. You know, and uh, when another thing to think about, and I'm going to zoom out here just a second, one of oneers and say, what we're talking about, we're talking about actually two things here. We're talking about cold brew coffee, and we're talking about flash brewed, or you'll also see iced coffee, or you'll see Japanese mm-hmm. flash brew, brew coffee. Yeah. Um, what I have done in the past is when, and I like a what I'm calling a Japanese flash brew, um, which we're talking sure. about. It's all that same jargon there. I will change that concentration as far as my ratio when mm-hmm. I'm doing the pour over itself because I'm adding in the ice as part of my water ratio to ultimately you're, get... You're essentially making like a concentrate and then diluting that. Correct. And even in making the concentrates, you're going to get a different extraction than if your ratio was the water coming through the coffee was that we'll say one to 16 ratio, um, which is also going to be different than when you get the extraction from the cold brew, but for a different reason, that's because the temperature is different. So there's going to be some things that like Morgan was saying that you're not going to be able to pull out of the cold brew that you would in a flash brew. Yeah. They're two very different flavor profiles, um, for sure. So they're, even though they both, you know, roughly look the same, it's a, it's a dark coffee in with ice. Um, they will taste noticeably different. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I like both of them. Um, and, and they do taste different and I prefer, so I'm in the South and so, really anytime in the summer, uh, but also especially like for an afternoon drink. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think both of those are just tasty. And if one of oneers out there, if you're looking for something before work or anytime that you can just like guzz, um, you know, these are drinks that you can just take down and keep on going. Absolutely. I will say one last thing on cold brew too, that I think not, everyone knows is that the caffeine content in cold brew versus iced coffee is very different. Mm -hmm. Cold brew is one of the most caffeinated drinks that you can order on a menu. Um, And I will see people slam two or three of them like their iced (laughs) coffees. And you start, you start seeing them kind of like bounce off the walls a little bit because they didn't realize that it's just such a a different caffeine content because of the, the time it takes to extract the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point too. And so, um, 
So you definitely have to watch that. And you, you also <laughs> also uh, pay attention to if a lot of times if you're getting it somewhere that's not a cafe, it, it might even say that it's a concentrate versus it being uh, not a concentrate. And that's something to, to, you know, keep in mind too. Absolutely. Yeah. Most, most bottled cold brew that you can, that you'll find in like a grocery store, especially will be sold as a concentrate. Uh, so you have to like self dilute it at home. And I have known personally friends that have not realized. Yeah. And then, and then wondered, first of all, why they're having like, like stressful, like heart palpitations yeah. <laughs> halfway through the day, but then also wondering why they're going through their cold brew bottle way too quickly. Yeah. You know, and uh, in general, like cold coffee is, is, is really starting to have not just a foothold, but a dominance, I feel like yeah. in, in cafes and mm-hmm. in what most people are ordering is some kind of colder drink as opposed to the traditional hot coffees. Very much so. Very, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, I'm forgetting who it was. There was an interesting article I saw kind of recently, um, but they were discussing exactly that, how um, iced coffee and just iced coffee as a category, whether that's cold brew or like an iced latte or whatever it is, um, has very, very much taken over. And they were, they were discussing um, whether this is true or not is kind of up to debate, but they were discussing how a lot of it could be due to kind of the the rise of the amount of customization one can do at Starbucks. Um, mm. That was where they were sourcing a lot of it from, um, just because Starbucks leans so heavily into the iced category and has yeah. so many different options that it's kind of trickling down through everything else now. Well, and speaking of iced, and I'm going to segue this to our last drink, uh, unless you have any others that that you want to talk about, frappe. Mm-hmm. This is a drink that is usually found in Europe, I believe. Um, I have seen it made and served the most, I believe, in Greece. Like usually, kind of in the Mediterranean, uh, especially where it's a lot warmer. And it is usually kind of like a coffee milkshake. Essentially, mm. this is like a way to have coffee that is usually sweeter and cold just because especially in Europe, you don't see nearly as much iced coffee as you do in the U S large iced coffee drinks are like a pretty uniquely American thing. Mm -hmm. uh, At least for now, while it kind of like it'll, it'll spread out, I'm sure eventually, but right now that's very, very common. Whereas in Europe, you see a lot more traditional drinks and a lot more hot drinks. And so frappes um, are just, they're kind of like the tasty, like dessert version of coffee. So, would you say is there any difference in frappes and what we see as like a a I don't know what you call it, but like a blended or I don't yeah, know. like the, the frappuccinos we see. Yeah, like like what's the I don't know. Are, is that the same they, or is they that different? Come, or? They come. They like come from one another. I think. Um, and I, I hope I'm not wrong on this. I, I believe I'm remembering this, this history correctly, so I might have to fact-check myself afterwards. But I believe frappuccinos, as we see them nowadays in Starbucks, are taken originally from the frappes that are most often seen in Europe. It's another one of those, like, back in the day when Starbucks was being created and they were trying to figure out how to translate kind of the Italian espresso bar experience into something um, that Americans would want to consume. Um they saw these sweet iced, you know, blended, like very thick coffee drinks um, 
And then we turn them into frappuccinos, which now encompasses pretty much anything that's blended at Starbucks. Mm. Cool. Well, um, that's all the drinks that I can think of that are like the classics. Do you, do you have any like fun, you know, anything extra you can think of or like words that people use to like modify things? Yeah, there's, I actually thought of two um, that I think are kind of worth noting because you will see them pretty commonly in cafes. Um, and these are both non-coffee drinks, although they're both caffeinated. Um, in a lot of cafes, you will see chai lattes. Yeah. Um, this is a take on a uh, chai, which is usually a black tea, like spiced based with milk added Um drink that is super super tasty you will see it in india and several other countries um we have now kind of turned that into a cafe drink where we add a usually it's a liquid chai concentrate plus steamed milk to make a really nice warming spiced tea beverage that's one that's super common it's also super common to see that ordered as a dirty chai so that's the addition of a shot of espresso to the drink which essentially turns it into like a spiced a spiced latte and in a very, very simplistic form. Um, that's very common to see. Another thing that's very common to see on menus is what's called matcha. And usually it's served as a matcha latte. Matcha is very, very finely ground green tea powder. Yeah. Um, and so if you've ever seen uh, those like bright green lattes, either on Instagram or anywhere else, that is uh, matcha. And when added with milk, it is a really tasty drink. It tends to be earthy it's some people describe it as grassy yeah i usually use that in like a positive way <laughs> yeah. some people really don't like the flavor um matches generally come unsweetened however they can be sweetened with the addition of honey or vanilla or simple syrup um and they're a really really delicious um just more tea-like drink that's also caffeinated yeah, no, I think those are great things to add and we will probably in this season at some point have I think it'd be worth having an episode where we talk about teas. And uh, I, I will say, like, probably one of my favorite drinks ever is a dirty chai latte. Like, I oh, just, yeah. I just love. It's just so good, and it just it's like, so, especially in the winter, it's so warming and just yeah, tasty. It just warms your soul, like from the inside out. Like it is absolutely. Just just like having Morgan on Coffee 101 has warmed my soul <laughs> and all the 101ers out there. And uh, it was great having you on today. And before we let you go, I want to ask you about barista competitions. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So as, as many of you know, I competed last year. I won the U.S. Barista Championship and then took second at Worlds. Um, and I have been getting a lot of questions lately about whether I'm going to compete again this year in the U.S. Barista Championship. Um, and I'm very excited to say that I am going to. I'll be competing in <laughs> – I'm excited about it. I'll be competing in Portland in April, which is going to be really fun. So I'm excited to share more about that um, kind of across all of my channels. Um, but also when that happens in April, I'll be sharing the live stream and everything. So just something to look out for in a couple months. Yeah. Well, no, that'll be great. Um, I am going to be in Baltimore, I think, at the end of January. and uh, I'll be there, too. Oh, you actually. will? Okay. Awesome. Yes, yeah. I will. I'll be, I won't be competing, but I'll be there to support um, some other competitors. Okay. Well, you can, uh, you can, we'll, we'll see each other and give each other a high five. <laughs> 
Sounds so good. Sounds I'll like be there deal. doing a roasting uh, competition. And um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, awesome. Well, listen, it was great, great, great to have you on this week and last week. And hopefully our 101ers now know everything they need to know about coffee shop drinks and lingo. So thank you, Morgan. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's been a, it's been a great time these last two weeks. Ekroff. That's a cool last name. You're really big into names. Yeah. Yeah, I just like cool names. Everyone, No one you've brought on here yet has had, like, a bad name. Yeah, they're all just hip and cool. Yeah, pretty much. So what about the, what about the Morgan part? Morgan? Yeah. What do you mean, what about it? I mean, you really like the Eckroth part. I'm kind of pressing you here. Like, is Morgan kind of normal, or what do you think? No, I actually don't know anyone named Morgan personally. Hmm. I don't think so. But I feel like Eckroth is like a really cool last name and Morgan like flows into it. So like yeah. Morgan's not like especially exotic, but, yeah. <laughs> but it, like, when you put Eckroth on When you put Eckroth on it, but also also like if you had an exotic first name and a really cool last name, then it just wouldn't be as cool. Yeah, it would be kind of like uh, superficial. Yeah, but like having like a superficial. But having like a Don't like a genuine, means. you know, just like over the top. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, having like a genuine, straightforward name, and then having yeah. like a fancy name, just kind of oh yeah, you're like oh, oh, oh that's kind of like not this isn't just ice cream. This is an affogato. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't have to go that far with the coffee puns. All right, so listen, we we learned about drip. Espresso, Drip. double espresso, red eye, black eye, Americano, long black, macchiato, cortado, brevet, cappuccino, flat white, cafe latte, mocha, affogato, cafe au lait, cold brew, yep, and a couple of others. So I thought those are a couple of good episodes just as a primer on what you'll see in a coffee shop. So the next time you go in a coffee shop, if you forget some of that stuff, and what the nuances are as far as the differences, what you should expect with the taste, things like that, then come on back to these two episodes and uh, just keep getting your learn on. <laughs> Get your learn on. Get your learn on. All right, that's all we got today on Coffee 101. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and I was joined in the studio by Katie oh, Thomas. Oh, thank you for saying my name this time. And... Uh, we would love for y'all, if you don't already, to do one thing. Do you subscribe one thing. to podcasts? Well, you follow them technically, okay, but that's not that. what we're going to. No. Okay. Never no. mind. Do that, but also this. You yes. Do this me. one. Just disregard what Katie told you. And I want y'all to do this one thing for me this week. I want you to tell one friend about Coffee 101. Do it. Because we're all about coffee education, and coffee is fun and approachable. And the only way that we are going to share this community that we have is through y'all being our evangelists out there in the world. Ooh. And so we would love for that. We, we, would, we would be honored, honestly. You're a humbled. coffee educational superhero. <laughs> yes. Do your work, soldier. Yep, and we will see you next time on Coffee 101, soldier. (laughs) Cut.